Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning to my West Coast people. What's up? How is it in how is it in the eastern time zone over there? I still am like outraged as a New Yorker that you guys are in our time zone. Like you guys should be central. We you're should. in the fucking you should, you're in the in the NL Central. How many times are we going to do this, Joe? How many times are we going to do this? If you look at a map of the United States, I'm Mideast, not Midwest. I am. You guys claim, is, that, is that what you guys call yourself? You call yourself no. the Middle East? No. We've been lumped into the Midwest. But again, that's actually inaccurate, is it not? Yeah. Sure. Why did Ohio get thrown in the Midwest? I think because everything was the East, right? So, so then there's the East, there's the West, and there's like midway to the West. You're like, if you're not the East Coast, then you're Middle West. I mean, again, I always bring this up again, too. I always think it's funny that the Reds played in the West. Yeah, and the Arizona Cardinals played in the East. Like, like what was going on with the sports alignments back then? Yeah, the, the days when it was... Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, Arizona Cardinals. You're like, what the fuck is this? They must have hated that travel, right? Because <laughs> everybody's close, and then suddenly you're on the other side of the country. Yeah. Because I know growing up, the Reds always struggled on their West Coast trips, right? And the, the, there was a joke. I remember listening. To, I'll never forget this. I was listening to talk radio as a kid. Dude, what about the Braves were in the West? Weren't they? I think the no. Braves were in the NL West. Yeah, because what? Remember the NLCS Pirates, Braves. I'm pulling it up right now. The Braves were an NL West team. I'm almost certain of it because that was pre wild no, card. No, you're wrong. This is how it went. I'm just looking at 1990. The West was Reds, Dodgers, Giants, Astros. You're right. Sorry, Padres, Braves. See, East, I mean, the Braves are on the fucking East Coast. The East was Pirates, Mets, Expos, Cubs, Phillies, Cardinals. Pi- Pirates are more West than the Braves. Yeah. That's so yeah, crazy. 19, 1990. That's the, I mean, that's the, you know, the Sid Bream slide. Yeah. It's nuts. But I, I remember the joke one of the local sports radio guys did was, you know, the Reds always struggle on the West Coast trip when they go to, L.A., San Diego, San Francisco. The guy goes, well, what if they fly east to get there? You know, all the way around the world. And I remember, I remember my dad thought that was so funny. And I was like <laughs> eight or nine. Like that, like that was local it's sports a, radio. Some dad jokes. Local sports dad jokes. Yeah. Oh, how the times have changed. Yeah. Your Mets made the news big this week. And we'll just ju- go right there. We're sure. talking baseball. Let's, let's do it. What a creeper. What a creeper. And, you know, I've, I've heard a couple of different takes on this. 
um, in terms of like, well, if we fire everybody who's ever sent a dick pic, like I was like, yeah, but it's more than that. Yeah. Like he meets a girl, he immediately is texting her like, you know, like basically, you know, wanting to hang out, wanting to like, you like what you see, all that stuff. And then also 62 unread messages, oh, like man. unreplied to me. Like that's, that's actually more criminal than the dick pic. And then also, I don't even believe the like, oh, some of them weren't even me. Like, yeah, my ass. And if it is, that's just pure laziness. Can you imagine Google image searching a dick just so you don't have to take up one of your own? Yeah, it's weird. Now, I've done the joke gag with girls. Like, I'll send the most disgusting, repulsive penis. But also, that's like... You know my rule, Andy, and it's like... I. That my thing was always, and I'm I'm 41 now, so you know, the dream might be over. But it was always like I don't want a dick pic out there because like I'm in the business, and like, what if it actually does happen? What if I do, eventually like, get famous? Like I don't want it out there. Little did I know that this was going to work out in that me not sending out dick pics is going to get me the Mets GM job. Boom! Let's go. I'm actually more qualified to be the Mets GM than I am to be a comedian now, and I haven't sent a dick. So you never sent a you never sent a picture of your penis. I mean, I've done I've done like like of course I've done it, but like that was me shaking my head. By the way, for the people who are listening just on audio, it's the unsolicited. Yeah, that's the other thing. The unsolicited, and the guy was just a creeper, and. And you know what? More importantly than anything, I think in terms of the, in terms of like the firing is new owner. We're not starting this way. He's like, you're fucking gone. Not to mention Alderson's already there. He's in the building. Like the, the, who's the biggest free agent that's still out there? It would it be, uh, the the pitcher would it be, yeah, uh, Bauer, Trevor Bauer. Bauer's agent, so a woman. You think we're going to like some guy who's creepy texting chicks? We're going to be like, yeah, we're going to keep him. So it was a no-brainer to fire him. My tweet was, fire him, now give George Springer $62 million more than what the Blue Jays are asking, and let's never talk about this again. Of course, they did. They fired him. They they let Springer go to the Blue Jays, which, whatever. But They got a stacked lineup, by the way. The Mets or the Blue Jays? I think the Blue. Am I am I overreaching on that? I think it's a pretty good lineup, right? No, no. It's. I mean, I think the Springer addition for them is great because they're very young, but then they add the vet in center field, and that was the thing with the Mets that they were afraid to do, which was pay Springer until he's thirty-seven years old. But with how old he is versus how young. And and by the way, he's not that old, but I'm saying he would he would be 37 at the end of this contract. How young the Blue Jays are, I think it's a great fit for them. I think the disappointing thing for Mets fans is Steve Cohen comes in, everybody's just assuming he's going to spend his money, and for some reason he's like trying to play ball with the luxury tax, which I'm not really a fan of, but whatever. So the Blue Jays have three former players' sons in their lineup. Am I correct in this? Biggio, Guerrero, and Bichette. Yeah, I is I didn't know, I didn't even know Biggio's 
kid. I know, obviously, Bichette and uh, Vlad. It's got to be his kid, right? Am I wrong? I'm. I assume that you are not wrong. But he must. He must have just be coming up. Yeah. Is it Kevin or Caven? It's spelled C-A-V-A-N. Caven? Kevin? Kevin? Kevin Biggio? Yeah, he's a kid, man. He's born in 1995. Yeah. Kevin? Did you read any of those those exchanges, Joe? Those were cringeworthy. Oh, yeah. Super cringeworthy. I I basically went in-depth. ESPN did a pretty in-depth report on it, and they had been holding on to that stuff for a while for the record because the reporter who had him, she was a former, or I'm sorry, a foreign reporter and she didn't want it leaked until now. So ESPN was pretty good on that and they didn't reveal them. It, it's, it's just such, I don't get this. I've never got it. The, the desperate man is like, dude, just jack off. Just look at porn. Like this, like you want, do you have a boyfriend? You need a boy. Like you're instantly asking to be this woman's boyfriend. It's so pathetic. Yeah. And, and like I, he was married at the time. I mean, I know he's married now. I don't know if he's married at the time, but also like you're this like pudgy baseball scout. This is your move. You're going to hit, you're going to like aggressively sexed some like foreign up and coming woman in the bait like what are you doing you, you know what it is man i'm gonna look up his age i'm gonna look up jared porter's age you know what it is i think i think the people in his age range oh uh, he's only 41 so I'm, I'm incorrect in that i was gonna say i feel like these guys don't like they were given this technology a lot of these guys maybe in their late 40s early 50s so he's oh yeah he's yeah he's you know he's my age but like they don't know how to handle it like the technology with dating and sexting and all But this. also I think the younger people I think sexting is so common with people younger than us. No it is. You but go th- right to it and it's like what? Like also meet people in person, you dork. Oh, COVID's only going to make that 100 times worse. We've talked about this. I do think there are certain people who would rather sext. Yeah, it's it's the it's the Tinder Bumble generation. It's like, we're going to meet, we're going to talk for a while. We'll sex a little bit. We'll never actually meet up. And you're like, the idea of me sending sex to somebody I've never met, I, can't, I couldn't even fathom it. Yeah, I've never done that. In fact, I don't think I've really ever sent anything graphic unless I've already physically. I'm talking about like sending sexual messages. Like I don't even think I'd send a sexual message to somebody I haven't met yet. No, yeah, no, no way. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't ever do that, anybody. But I don't really think I've sexted with a girl unless I've already hooked up with her. You know? Yeah. And there's a difference between like maybe discussing something sexual and actual sexting. But I feel like it goes back to like the Anthony Weiner thing, right? Again, people in that kind of age. Yeah, range, I mean, that, that, let's look at let's look at the one bright side. I mean, at least his name wasn't Jared Cock. <laughs> But let's talk about the Anthony Weiner. <laughs> but it goes back to the Anthony Weiner thing. Yeah, that's a good thing that Matt's GM wasn't Anthony Cock. Well, Norm McDonald. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt's GM. 
Jared Cock. <laughs> um, What's going what through his head, though? Like, I, I want to go into somebody's head like that. At what point are you saying, hey, man, this woman hasn't responded to the first 42 texts. I yeah. have my limit until uh, until what number are you going to stop harassing her? He was like, he was like, you know, one more than Maris hit. <laughs> He's like, I'm a baseball guy. I'm setting it at 62. I'm doing the, the Maris race. Yeah, man. Come on. You're in a position of power. You can find somebody or go get an escort, which brings back to what you and I both agree on. Legalize prostitution. Totally. Like if this, if this dork, he's a dork, let's call Jared Porter what he is, a dork without game. If this guy could just go out and legally pay for a girl that has been but tested. He's, but he's also like, you know, he's a baseball scout. He's in places where he can do that. True. Like yeah. he, he's, he goes to winter meetings in Vegas. He's in Florida. He's in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. It's not difficult. He's, what he was doing is he was trying to use, you know, being a senior scout to take advantage of a young woman trying to break into baseball. And that's why it's like bye forever. Yeah. Have you, have there, was, you ever, it, there was never a chance that he was going to last. They was going to make it through this scandal. You ever been in a brothel? No. I have. I've been in a bunch. Where? I've, ne I've never got a girl. I was just, just I was hanging out in brothels? And they would always kick me out. Like, I'd tell people if I got one. I'd, I'd be honest with you guys. Uh, in Spain, they have them all over Madrid. There's like a whole street of brothels. Uh, so we sometimes we get liquored up, go in there, hang out at the bar. The girls will come up to you. They start, you know, rubbing on your junk. And, uh, I mean, it is a good sell because you're like, hmm, she's rubbing on my junk. Like, uh but you got to get out before you make a bad just decision. Picturing Aladdin rubbing on the junk. But yeah, like different parts of Europe, we'd go into them. I went to one. We we stayed in the red light district, uh, not on purpose, in Munich. We went to some there. Like I don't know. Like it's funny now. I think I wouldn't have as good self control. For some reason, I had better self control as a twenty slash twenty one year old. But yeah, you go in the brothels and basically that was, it. That was during your younger conservative days. <laughs> you're bringing back twitter <laughs> i'm just kidding no it's fine but oh, okay so so the bra so how many like how many brothels would you say you entered i don't know not that many i mean four or five and your and your buddies are just like you're yeah just my like, buddies I'm gonna hang out while my buddies bang prostitutes no no my buddies wouldn't bang prostitutes either my buddies normally they would be very uncomfortable and they'd be like, what are we doing here, Ruther? And I'm like, aren't you, aren't you guys curious what a brothel looks like? So in Spain, like guys will be on the streets and they lie. So there'll be men outside the doors and they'll say, oh, naked girls, come in. Oh, the mannequins, come in. You know, and, and they're trying to get you in. And once you get in, you realize it's not a strip club at all. So most of them, basically all of them have just a bar set up and then kind of loungy areas. You get a drink at the bar, you sit down. The girls come up to you. Like I said, they start touching you. Definitely start, you know, rubbing on your junk. And and they tell you, you know, you know, fuck. Like, I remember the one girl, she was from Bulgaria. Just, just she would just lift her leg. She was like, just rubbing my groin and be like, fuck, 
fuck, 50 euro, fuck. And uh, yeah, and then if you want a girl, obviously you go up to one of the rooms with them and you bang it out. But they were all kind of the same. It didn't matter where you went in Europe. But I never got a girl. One night my buddy was- Basically what you're saying is Jared Porter should have focused on scouting the Spanish players. Yes. <laughs> Not the Latin players, but go to actual Spain, Jared. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't realize this about Spain, man. Spain is a great country because they don't enforce that. And also, you can legally have hard drugs in Spain. No one talks about that. You can. No one talks about the hard legalization of hard drugs, the paella, yeah. the brothels. Yeah, you can legally have up to, I don't know how much. countryside. It, yeah, you can legally have up to a certain amount of cocaine, a certain amount of heroin. All that's legal in Spain to a certain degree. Everybody talks about Portugal. I don't know why I'm on this rant now. I just, it, it's, I, you know me, I am, I've been arguing a lot with people about legalization of drugs here in Ohio because it's way more conservative. You've gone, you've gone to full on uh, white girl who studied abroad mode. Like, Let me just tell you how great Spain is. <laughs> I was in Barcelona and there are many brothels in Barcelona. That's a good that's a good accent, Prano. You know how they speak up in Barcelona with, yeah. with their little lisp. Yeah. You've traveled. Have you been, you've been there, right? Somewhere, Maddie Goldberg's like, he's not doing an accent. He's just got a <laughs> lisp. Don't you know Prano? Spitting all over his microphone. By the way, I'm going to have to, uh, I think I'm going to have to step in for Maddie today on today's show. Okay. To defend Brady and maybe make a little bet with you as well. Oh, because you know Maddie refused to make a bet with me? Oh, he did? Yeah, because I texted Maddie. I said, so are we betting on Pat's bucks or are we betting on uh, Packers bucks or not? And he's like, why don't you bet with your bookie? I was like, I already did, but my bookie's not talking shit on the internet. He's well, like, I'm not talking shit. I'm just, I'm like, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Well, there has to be some leeway since the Packers are favorites. Yeah, I told him three and a half. That was what the line opened at. That's what I got it at. That's what I bet with my bookie at. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll discuss it further when we get to NFL. And he's like, "No, nah, they're not gonna win," but people are still disrespecting Tom Brady. I was like, "Well, I picked him in the two rounds so far, so I'm not disrespecting him. I just think he's gonna get his ass kicked in this round." Well, look, Joe, I I do want to get to that, but we have some very important news we have to get to first. Let's uh, do it. And this is very important. This is our breaking latest edition. Yeah, this is breaking news. Our latest edition of the. What's Chrissy Teigen up to segment? Oh, wow. Yeah. Is this the Chrissy Teigen Twitter uh, follow? Is that, what, is that what you're breaking? No, this is even more important. This, oh, is, uh, was, this is, did you see the, the other Chrissy Teigen? I don't I, even know what your headline is. but I did see that. I saw that President Biden followed Chrissy Teigen. And everybody else is just like some sort of government thing. And then Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, I saw that. This is even more important. Shout out to Chris Vesiento, Dirtball uh, Chris, who sent the update this morning. This is from News Boston 7. The headline reads, Chrissy Teigen lost a tooth in a fruit roll-up at the inauguration. <laughs> is Chrissy Teigen seven years old? How is that even possible? Oh, I love this. This Chrissy Teigen shit is so ridiculous. I, I don't even understand that story. Is Chrissy Te like? Is Chrissy Teigen a like multimillionaire supermodel that doesn't get regular dental work? 
Well, here's the story. I just lost my tooth in a fruit roll-up, Chrissy Teigen said in a video of herself holding up the tooth. When a follower asked, is that a real tooth or a cap or a veneer? Teigen replied, it's a cap, but I loved him like he was a real tooth. And this made the news. And that's this week in Chrissy Teigen. Just remember, no matter what you're doing, ask WWCTD. What would Chrissy Teigen do? And the answer is put it on the fucking internet. Personally, I am offended by her response. She identified that tooth as a him. She doesn't know the gender of that tooth. Therefore, Chrissy Teigen, you've been canceled. I just want to know what has ever happened in Chrissy Teigen's life that she determined was not internet worthy. Like, do you think she, like, was there ever a moment where she was like, ran out of hand soap, tweet it or don't tweet it, (laughs) tweet it or don't tweet it. And then she was like, you know what? No, I don't think the world needs to know I ran out of hand soap. Like, I want to know what, I want to know what falls below the line of worthy for all of my followers to hear about. It's a great question. Because losing a cap and a fruit roll up is about as low as you can get. And she posted a video of herself losing that cap. It wasn't just a tweet. She wanted then visual somebody proof. picks up that fucking story. Dude, you're you're okay. The news at the news editor at whatever W whatever Boston just eat a gun. W H D H dot com. Yeah, this is News Seven Boston. Eat a gun for being like this is newsworthy. Oh, but they took it from CNN. So CNN posted this. Eat a gun, CNN. This is why I don't really follow the news, to be honest. Like, I don't know. Like, think about that. You you worked in the news. Like, what's your perspective? Obviously, you're saying eat a gun, but where where you came from to like now like well i've always i've always said i've I've had long conversations with people about the news like what happened was 24-hour news networks that's what happened cnn and fox news and any other 20 anything that that spends its entire time anything that is selling ads for the news is going to be horseshit because that's what they have to do they have to get clicks they have to get watches after whatever the great thing about network news and i'm sure it's changed since i was there but even the way it was presented to me when i was there and i didn't know any of this stuff till i started working there was the news business was its own like it was the crown jewel of the networks even though it didn't pay the bills and the the idea was we are going to to put on every other show we put on this network to cover the the bills for the news, which is what's going to give us, earn us the awards and earn us the Pulitzers and earn us the whatever and, and make us like a legit thing. Like the, the, like how great your network was at a time was how great is your news? Yeah. And now obviously it's probably Emmys and golden globes and blah, 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 as, as stuff has shifted. But at the time it was like, you are judged by how good your news is. And you know, I mean, think about all the Edward R. Murrow and all the, you know, great newsmen back in the day. That was what, those were the people who were looked up to as like, you know, real, like the real TV people. And then it all shifted. But it was, it was 
a cool thing to hear described to you that way when you're a kid working in the news business, which is like, we're not here to get ratings. We're here to deliver the truth to people. Sure. And fucking Seinfeld will take care of the ratings. Or Everybody Loves Raymond, which was the big show at CBS when I was there. Everybody Loves Raymond syndication will pay for everybody's shit, but we have to make sure that we give the news. Yeah. It's As sad. opposed to like CNN, who's like... <laughs> you know, Chrissy Teigen swallowed a tooth and shit it out. Here's a picture of feces with her cap in it. Yeah. It's sad, man. It, it really is. It's just sad. And uh, that's why I'm going to move to Oregon, start my own commune. We're not going to pay attention to the news. You want to join? Um, sure. I'm, 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 almost finished, I'm almost finished with Wild Wild Country. I'm almost there. It's a long dock. Yeah. But I'm good, getting though. there. It's it's really good. I, I'm really enjoying it. So Kyrie rejoined the Nets last night. He has a great game, and they lose. He has a great game, kind of. Stat-wise. Yeah, but even that, like they played overtime. All the guys, him and Harden and Durant, all played a ton of minutes. They never took them out at the end of the game in overtime. Um, I watched the whole game. Shout out to you for thusting the uh, league pass. So I now have, I now I'm watching Brooklyn games when the Knicks aren't on. And like even last night, it was Celtics, uh, Sixers, I think on TNT or ESPN, whichever the one of the national broadcasts were on yesterday. And I went with um, Cleveland, Brooklyn. And I got to say that there's, I'm like down this rabbit hole with the Nets because I love D'Antoni. I love Nash. Those are two of my favorite NBA people ever. I like, you know, the James Harden, uh, D'Antoni. I like what D'Antoni did with James Harden. I know people don't like it aesthetically, but I like what he turned him into as a player. Kevin Durant in my opinion, is one of the greatest players of all time. And he's back and he's playing well. He, he looks like the injury is not a big deal, which to me makes him the second best player in basketball. Um, and then you've got Kyrie. So I'm watching all this and they got rid of a lot of guys. They're not defending. Surprise, surprise. Now that could be, you could say that's a Dan Tony Nash thing. You could also say that's a Harden Kyrie moved a lot of your defenders thing which it likely is and they're gonna have to find a way to play defense with the guys that they have you know if you're if you have joe harris kd harden and Kyrie, like you're not a good defensive team that's just you're just not going to be um, but they got to find a way to make it work or they got to outscore people the big thing with this is as i watched this game last night Kyrie irving is a great shooter. Carving's like a really, really good shooter. He can be, and I've said this since going back to the days with LeBron, he can be an amazing catch and shoot off the ball guy who can also facilitate your offense when your point guards on the, off the floor or, or who can also take it to the rack if they start closing out on his threes. But he has a great jump shot. And he can be a great catch-and-shoot player. And I think 
in the long run, if they're going to keep this going with the three of them, Harden should be facilitating the offense and Kyrie should be playing off the ball. And they got in a lot of trouble last night when it's Kyrie doing Kyrie things, taking off balance, mid-range jump shots after he put on this crazy dribble move. I, like, I actually think that they can make it work with all three of them, but it's really about Kyrie. Well, I know it's one game. They'd won four in a row without him. He comes back, they lose. They start off hot. They make their first 10 shots or whatever, but they just can't get a stop down the stretch. And Sexton goes off in overtime. I think he's for 15 points in overtime. Um, they, can't, they just can't get a stop. But also, there was times in that game in the fourth, late in the fourth quarter and in overtime where they actually didn't need a stop. They just needed one more bucket. And it would be Kyrie off balance, you know, the the over dribbling, blah, blah. Like, I think if Harden is their point guard and Kyrie is their off guard and Kyrie, he doesn't have to change his game that much, but he gets more and more comfortable with being a catch and shoot guy. And KD is there at any time can get a bucket guy. I actually think they can outscore people. They've got to figure out some sort of defensive personality if you're going to play all those guys. And the other thing is, I can't believe they did it night one with him back, but like, why are they all playing 50 minutes of basketball? You, you have enough scoring with any two of those guys on the floor. So why not replace one of them every once in a while with a better defender? And Durant's like a, a good defender these days. Um, but Harden and Kyrie aren't, but like Kyrie and Durant is an offense. Harden and Durant is an offense. Like you don't need two defensive wastes in your backcourt for 50 minutes a game. Sure. And I don't, and I don't hate them, but I find myself rooting against them simultaneously. It's weird. I don't know what to feel about the Nets, like from a, an emotional standpoint these days. I, I think just Kyrie is—he's just unlikable. I'm—I'm I'm just look. I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. I just think he comes across as an unlikable person. My thing about likableness is I've never, ju- uh, like, I like or dislike guys games and not like oh i don't like his jump shot i i like or dislike i dislike selfish basketball players to me selfish basketball players are unlikable i hate mellow i hate kobe i hate michael jordan like i hate selfish basketball players you'd be proud of me speaking of kobe Kyrie is in that mix i brought kobe into a discussion giving a lecture last night's third grade basketball practice. Did somebody bring him up or you brought him up? I brought him up. Our kids were really hanging their heads after Saturday's loss. We lost 18 to 16, right? Tough loss. And some of our kids get really down. And we always preach the most important thing is having fun. We've said that since day one. They're so young too. Just have fun. Like that's the most important thing. So, they get all bummed and they miss shots. And you know how hard it is to make a shot, Prano, in the third grade. 
So as we're talking to the kids before we officially start practice, I said, you guys all know who Kobe Bryant is? And of course they do. I said, guess what? He's missed more shots in NBA history than anyone. And you should have seen the looks on the kids' faces. I said, what do you guys know about Kobe? That he won a title five times? Yeah. And he missed the most shots in NBA history. So you're going to miss shots. Don't hang your head. And my buddy is just looking at me. And afterwards, he's like, dude, where do you come up with this? I go, it's a fact. I'm just going to bring in some of the dork stats that I know and make the kids feel a little better off knowing that Kobe missed a lot of shots. He also won titles. So just know that, kids. Do you guys know that great quote that Wayne Gretzky said, you, bet you miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Yeah, well, that's not applicable in this situation. What is is Kobe Bryant's quote of, you miss 62% of shots you do take. <laughs> so thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, it's weird. Our location is weird, too. They're in the third grade. And there's no NBA team here. So yeah. it's, like, it's like, who are these kids rooting for? There's no LeBron in Cleveland. Old Oscar Robertson highlights. <laughs> do you guys remember the Cincinnati Blue Hens? Well, do I have news for you. Oscar Robertson once missed 47 shots in a game. They were the Royals, Joe. Get it straight. Yeah, I know. I know. The Blue Hens. I like that, Joe. <laughs> Rest in peace, the Cincinnati Gardens. No longer even there. Crushes my soul. Absolutely crushes my soul. All right. Well, we have some great calls this week. Like, I can't even get to them all. So, great. I, I want to give some love to the Dirtballs. Obviously, we're going to get to the NFL news and our picks. But I want to do calls before that. And before we get to the calls, Joe... I just want to remind the dirt balls that it's a new year. And I think the best way to start off 2021 is with a nice cold Miller light, Joe, you know, the saying new year, new me, Andy. Yes. Well, my saying is new year, old me, new year, still drinking the same beer. I've been drinking for the last 20 years. Exactly. Miller light. I, you know what? I, I, this is totally true, Andy. The other day I was out golfing and I had a Miller Lite and I put it in the, you know, the, uh, the little cup holder in the golf cart. And I said something that is not talked about enough, but I'm going to mention it the next time I talk about Miller Lite and dirty sports. The gold top of a Miller Lite, the, the way that that can top is golden, like the golden head of a beer if it was poured into a glass or poured on draft. I look at it and in a way it's like, in my mind, it's like an open cup of beer. And I was just like, man, being out on the golf course in January, 80 degree weather with a couple of Miller lights in the cooler. Oh, does life get better than this? And then I was like, oh, we are, you know, we are not working and we are not whatever. But I was like, in the moments where you're holding a beer on the golf course in January, you do, you do slip into, this is as good as it gets. That's right, Joe. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. No matter how you feel about the start of 2021, you can get Miller Lite delivered to your door by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories, 3.2 grams of carbs per 12 ounces, and less than one gram of protein. Once again, Find out where Miller Lite is near you, get it delivered, find the near grocery stores. Simply go 
to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports. All right, Prano, you ready to hear some calls? Let's go. I'm going to, this first call, I'm going to uh, preview because we've, we've had a lot of, We've had a lot of questions on where did condoms or four start. I feel like we've answered this question a couple of times, but I've I forget like we I don't have, have and both show. you and I forgot. And I'm glad that Matt called back in to clarify. So this is the official clarification of where condoms or four started. What's up, boys? Matt George from St. Louis, longtime caller, longtime listener, and true. Inventor of condoms are four. I've had to call and, and do this before, but just to, to jog your guys' memory, I first called in when Chris Wild uh, mistook Michigan State for Michigan, I believe the debate was, and overall just had a shitty performance on this pod. So that was when condoms are four were created. Um, my wife is now a casual listener of this call, and if she hears somebody say condoms are four, I have to remind her that that's uh, an invention of myself, so please do not take that glory away from me because I don't have much at this point. Um, thank you so much for all you do. Love the pod and stay dirty. By the way, Matt, George, shout out to you. I know he's been with us since 2014. Yeah, that's great, and I really appreciate the the reminder. And also, I mean, for for people who are writing the you know history of the Dirty Sports podcast. What a, what an amazing nugget that the, oh, yeah. that Chris Wild of all people, got the first condoms are for. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I think he'd be happy about that. Oh yeah, because it was it. it was in Chris's blatant and utter ignorance. Yeah, where like he slipped into trying to talk college basketball momentarily. You weren't even on the show. I don't know if you remember. No, this. I don't think I was. Yeah. I think me, I remember it, listening and being like, no, Chris, no. It was, oh, live call? Sure. They hang up so quickly. It's already gone. It's already gone. Just like that. I think that was a Nebraska area code. I know area codes now because I'm a weirdo and I like to look up where the dirt balls are calling from. All right, this is a good one. I like this next one, too. I think this is a worthwhile discussion. What's up, fellas? This is you. Uh, so I'm calling about, uh, you know, Drew, Drew Brees' last game was a dud. But, um, you know, now he's the big thing is he's going to go into the the commentator booth. Um, and so these guys are making tens of millions of dollars as being the commentators. You know, Romo makes $18 million. I can't fucking stand Romo. All he does is talk, 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 and half the time when you really listen, he's just, like, talking about bullshit. The couple weeks ago he was talking about that he didn't even know that the red zone was inside the 20-yard line was the red zone. Um, but anyways, I don't understand how – so if he's getting paid $18 million, he's pretty much getting a million dollars a game. How is that an investment for these uh, broadcast companies? Like, I don't know anyone who is turning on a football game – or better yet, who's going to turn off a football game? You know, they're getting the number one game every week. So who's turning off that game if it's fucking Booger McFarlane rather than Tony Romo, knowing it's going to be the game of the week every year? So I'm just not sure really how this how they're getting their money's worth for these guys. Later. 
I think that's a very valid point. And, and basically, right, his point is, why are we, you're going to watch the game regardless. I said this already. I Did said you? this when I said this, shout out to this caller for having the right take, but I said this during the Drew Brees, the original Drew Brees conversation where they were talking about he's going to get $40 million. And I was like, $40 million for Drew I was like, Drew Brees isn't fucking interesting. Now, the $40 million for Drew Brees, first of all, Drew Brees is not interesting to me at all. I agree. And, and then uh, we have the whole, we had this whole kind of, you know, scandalous year. So uh, here's the thing with the, with the announcement. First of all, f- the, the number that was originally posted was $40 million. That sent me off because I was like, yeah. Was it really $40 million, Joe? That seems very high. I don't think it was $40 million a year. I think it was like a $40 million contract they offered him to like – get out I think last year maybe um then it was like who cares now the thing with Romo and the thing with these announcers is that it's a bidding war right so they pay him that so that they get him instead of somebody else getting getting him he's not bringing that much value I think that they're just trying to win the battle, and I don't think that that's smart because, like you said, there's no way that that translates to actual dollars. But I think the one thing is, if you're looking for a guy like that, like a Romo or a Breeze or whatever, you're just hoping that you get positive reactions on social media as opposed to just like every Monday night was like roast booger night. But but my point is. You don't have to spend $18 million. Just don't hire Booger. You know what I mean? Just don't hire people who are terrible. Well, look, I also think, and I know we've discussed this as well, and I think there was a call about this too. Like, Booger's going to still generate a lot of traffic on social right. media. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the Like the same way, like, when Bill Walton trends for one of his things, like, half the people are like, I hate Walton. And you're sure. like, who, first of all, who are you? you're everything that's wrong with the world but second of all yeah fucking i mean i I think that might be our best merch ever well you're well yeah i'm glad you said anybody who doesn't like bill walton like that that i know people have joked about deal breakers with me that would be a deal breaker yeah (laughs) a dating a friendship if you don't like bill walton you're out of my life i i think i have to agree with you but it is a good point. I, I, I do like all these points because it's true. Like you're going to watch the game regardless. Uh, you know what team I, re- I see the thing is I, you know, we've talked about me. Wa- like I watch games with music on. You do I not. Watch- I, re- I refuse to believe that. I, I do. I have, I often do. I don't watch NFL playoff games. I don't watch. In, in fact, most NFL games, I don't, but baseball a lot, basketball a lot. Um, it's just, especially like baseball, like, you know, if I'm doing something and baseball's on in the background, okay, like, that's different. You know, Mets game start baseball's on in the background. I'm like, okay, I'm doing stuff. I'm checking in on the game or basketball. I mean, for years, if, especially if like friends are around, if, if, if I have a friend around like, oh, okay. You know, my buddy's going to come over and watch a game, which isn't happening lately, but it's like, Hey, my buddy's going to come over. We're going to have a couple beers. We're watch basketball. We're going to put on music and we're going to talk and the basketball game's also on. It's basically being at a bar, you yeah. know, but I enjoy, like I turn up the volume for Tony Romo. Like I enjoy Tony Romo. 
You know who my favorite team might be on Fox? Who's that? Kevin Burkhart and Daryl Johnston. Yeah. I think they're great, and I don't think they get the credit they deserve. Now, they did – what games did they do last week? Did they do – because Romo and Aikman did Saints Bucks, correct? Uh, I don't remember. But, yeah, sounds about right. I like Kevin Burkhart and Daryl Johnston. I always yeah, have. I, yeah. I think they're great, and I think Burkhart's great for Major League Baseball as well, come playoffs. Yeah. I think those are low-key a great duo. I've always liked Daryl Johnston, too. Me, too. Me, too. And I don't dislike a lot of announcers, to be honest. I don't know. I, I, I think it's so difficult, and I think I can't stand the social media people. Because people don't realize how difficult it is to announce a game, to commentate on a game, to call a game. You have a producer in your ear. You have to go to commercial. It's not easy. Yeah. Like I have, I don't know. I, I have like leniency towards these people. Now there's some bad people. I, I, I have Pam, a hard time. By the way, I, poor, poor Pam Oliver the other day. I don't even know. Like, Do you know I, what was happening? So here's the thing. It was everybody, so was, everybody was tweeting about this. And so I see Pam Oliver's sideline report. I think nothing of it. Me either. Everybody's tweeting about it. Like in, in this, in like within seconds. Yeah. 10 tweets about Pam Oliver. So now I rewind just to see what everybody's talking about. And I watch it again and I'm like, I, I still don't know what you're talking about. And then we're getting, we're getting messages. Like you guys have to talk about what's going on with Pam Oliver. What's going on with Pam? Like, I don't even know what, like, didn't even seem that like weird to me like did you notice anything i did not notice a single thing i was i was just like you i kept re-watching it i was like did i get do i have some weird feed where pam oliver's totally normal on mine and like on other people she's like taking your boobs out or something like what happened it was so drunk i guess her speech was a little it was so cold right and i don't know she's sitting am i the only person that doesn't know like pam oliver's like cadence by heart that i would notice like a slight change in her pronunciations but again it goes back to just people being dicks man people on social media you have to get in front of a camera you have to sound coherent you have to sound interesting it's not easy people are dicks there's there's not a ton of people i hate either i don't enjoy collinsworth and al michaels i don't enjoy i don't enjoy i didn't enjoy the booger uh days and the jason witten days i didn't either but it was it was comedy it was fodder okay yeah um like i'm like joe buck doesn't bother me at all buck and aikman are like fine sure um i used to hate mccarver when buck would work with mccarver i fucking hated mccarver mccarver Um, was kind of a cheddar dick yeah um i'm trying to think of people like i don't like I will say some of the new guys can be tough, but again, it's not difficult. Or sorry, Chris Webb, Chris Webber's suspect. I love like Chris. I love Van Gundy and Mark Jackson when when they have when they do the three with Breen. Jonathan Vilma struggled this year. I don't know if you ever heard him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I was think new. I called. I think I called him out on one, and it was like I I didn't even know it was Jonathan Vilma. I was like, somebody gets so-and-so out of the booth, and they're like, it's actually Vilma. And I was like, oh, well, even worse. Akeem Tlaib got killed a lot on social. Yeah. 
to me, to me, the thing is, is like, don't, if you're the player, if you're the, if you're the former player, just be yourself. And that's why I think people are like, Oh, it's Tony Romo. He's just like, I, I get a sense of who Tony Romo is from watching Romo and Nance. And I like it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I had issues with Romo at first, but, um, whatever. Like I, I, I've gotten way more lenient. Romo's not my favorite for sure. I think he's like too big of a dork for me. Uh, but whatever. Never forget. He played hide and seek on his bachelor party. Right. Never forget. You know who else plays hide and seek? My three and a half year old nephew. So I'm just saying Romo, like just saying Romo's not going to those brothels in Spain. Definitely. No. Well, he's uh, hiding in them so that his friends don't find them because they would also <laughs> never dare go in. I hid somewhere you guys would never find me. A place with chicks. <laughs> oh, God. No, Tony. We would never think to look in someplace fun. All right. Let's get, uh, let's bang out a few more calls. Yeah. Gotta run that one back. Fellas, gentlemen, CT formerly of Seattle, lifelong Seattle Kraken fan. Got a money question for you. Uh, with me being kind of stuck inside, you know, my new house, can't really go and do much. So now I kind of find myself wanderingly, you know, aimlessly wandering Amazon, making reckless purchases late at night after a few Miller lights. And that's ventured into minor league baseball hats. Bought a few of them. Just got myself a cool Hillsboro hop hat out of, out of the Hillsboro team in Oregon. Got myself a Tacoma Rainiers one. Pretty dope. Recommend the Tacoma Rainiers. Uh, Prano, any uh, minor league hats, cool logos I should get my hands on? And Andy, I got a question for you too. Are you worried with the possible increase in minimum wage that you're going to not have enough money to, to you know, fund your late night fast food binges? You're going to end up dropping sixty to seventy dollars per McDonald's trip, eighty to ninety when you go to Taco Bell. Let me know, man. We can start a Kickstarter for you. Or something. I still want to see you on the street, Sandy. Worried about you. Big dirty voice. <laughs> it's Hall of Fame Dirtball CT, formerly from Seattle. Um, so he asked for dope minor league hats, correct? Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of well, first of all, remember our boy that we uh when we went down to the sod poodles, the announcer that we hung with Sammy Levitt. Yeah. So shout out to him. Uh, he's been, he's sort of been a, a, a friend of the show ever since we were down there. Sure. He, he has a great TikTok account shouting out his TikTok. Go follow him. He literally just started doing best major or best minor league mascots. And he started with the sod poodles, of course, which first of all, the sod poodles hats, and logos are dope dope yeah really dope um and then he has been like showing other ones and i gotta say uh he put a he put a great one up yesterday and i was like that's kind of dope is i forget what town they're from but they're the trash pandas what the trash pandas and i, I guess trash panda 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 I guess the way a sod poodle is a prairie dog is like a different name for prairie dog. Uh, trash pandas are a different name for raccoons. So it's like a raccoon. That's, that's dope. like 
that's like uh, Oscar the Grouching out of a garbage can. Ooh, I like, I like it. That's kind of dope. There's another one. I don't. Another one. I don't know what the um, what the town is, but there's one that's like a um, a, a beer hop. It's like their their mascot is a hop, and I think it's like I don't know. It's probably for some beer town or something like that. But I always thought that was uh pretty dope. There is a um, Lexington Legends. I can't. I actually bookmarked this the other day. See if you can see it. You can't see it. It's like a. It's like a Dia de la Muerte face. Day of the Dead. Like yeah, like the like the Mexican like skull with like painted on, but it's got a big like bandito mustache, which I think is dope. Um, other ones that like from my childhood, I remember. Like are the Toledo Mud Hens still a thing? I liked. I like that big T hat with the with the mud hen on it. Um, yeah, those are some standouts. We've been sent a bunch. I have so many minor league hats now. Thank you to all the dirt balls. The Chattanooga lookouts. Yeah, that's a good one as well. Uh, what else were we sent? We have the River Cats, which is the one up in like Sacramento. Sacramento. I think one of our dolls. And I believe they're making a TV show based around the Sacramento River Cats. And uh, I think it's going to star the chick, one of the chicks who like went to jail for the, for the, you know, college thing. What was the girl's name? The blonde one. William H. Macy's. Oh, his Felicity wife. Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the Chihuahuas, El Paso. That's a dope one too. Yeah. That's a dope one that we were sent. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of cool ones. And uh, I love the minor league hats. I think it's. Yeah. It's just a little more outside the box. Really like that thing you're saying about the trash pandas. Yeah. It's a cool name too, right? Yeah. So check, yeah. Check, this is this is apparently like an a running a running uh thing too on Sammy's TikTok. So check that out if you wanna see a bunch of new minor league teams. And by the way, I'm not worried about I know there's discussion of raising the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. That that's not I'm not too concerned about my fat. I, I got to get it under control. Uh, I think I did my final run this week. I did one more McDonald's run, and I just – this was after we discussed another pod. So, again, after the gym, who swims like a mile and a half and then says, I'm going straight to Mickey D's? It's so funny because I finally uh, went to the new the pool that's here in my new neighborhood. There's There's two pools. There's one across the street but it hasn't opened because it's indoors. And then there's an outdoor pool that's badass. So I was finally like, all right, I got to go check it out. And I swam and it's the exact opposite. When I left the pool, I was like, okay, celery and hard boiled eggs. And like, just, you know, like rare tuna. That's all I'm going to eat for the rest of my life. (laughs) You're like Taco Bell. I'm just a glutton, man. You know that that's, that's just my personality. It's just, it's a, uh, it's a struggle, Joe. It's a struggle. I'm always going to have to balance. El struggle. El struggle, Mas Real. <laughs> <laughs> we have what a, was the old Taco Bell slogan? Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yeah, I want Taco Bell. Mas Real. <laughs> we got a bachelor call for you. Oh, okay. Uh, Dirtball's girlfriend. Great. 
Love it. I'm not gonna lie. She's got like a straight porn star voice. Okay. Like, you turned on just by the dirtball call. I'm just gonna say, like, I'll be honest, like that's a it's, it's a sexy voice, man. It's a sexy voice. Listen to this. Hi, Andy. Hi, Joe. My name is Sarah. I recently have been introduced to your, well, not Andy's, but Joe's um, bachelor recaps by my boyfriend. And personally, like many other people, I am dying to know who are your top four picks for The Bachelor and which of those four do you think that he's going to fuck during fantasy seat? Condoms are for Victoria for obvious reasons, Sarah for her fake crying, and Chris Harrison for his erotica, and definitely the Iowa fucking hot guys. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Bye. You, you know what it is? It's like that sexy uh, stepsister porn stuff. Yeah. I think that's I was what, say, it wasn't it wasn't as sultry as you built me up for it. It was kind of like the uh the, the 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 cutie voice. Yeah. Um so yeah, I've been doing these bachelor my my girlfriend makes me do these bachelor recaps. She literally like forces me to do them. And uh she's probably so excited that this conversation is happening right now. By the way, I don't care about what you have to say. We're gonna move on to the next call. I just wanted to play okay. her voice because it was sexy. So. right. Well, let me just say, because no, I, I can't, like, four four is hard for me to come up with right now, because I feel like one or two more episodes into this, I'd really have, like, a lock on names. Um, but I think for sure, Rachel, uh, you can tell that, like, he thinks she's the hottest. So I think Rachel is for sure in the mix, uh, which is too bad, because uh, according to Reddit, Rachel was is a child racist so that's awkward uh sarah who went home last week is was for sure up there for me um spoilers i guess <laughs> but uh i think one of the two girls that he already had uh dates with will make it so let's go rachel um we'll go uh, uh um what was the first girl at Brie, maybe either Brie or the Serena girl he just had. That'll be my other one. Um, then I think a th uh, one of the others will be um, one of the girls that's about to arrive. And then um, I think for diversity purposes, like Kayla, the like Southern black girl who for some reason has two H's in her name. You can just spell Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A. -A. You don't need K-H-A-Y-L-A-H. -A -A I mean, like, you just put two extra H's in your name that don't need, like, so those are my random picks. But for sure, Rachel. All right. That's our, that's our bachelor talk for the week, huh? We're going to have, we're going to have, we'll have to have Tug on to uh, oh my God, no. talk, talk bachelor and the tiger documentary. Dude, when I when I used to uh, when I used to work for SiriusXM on uh, Dirty Pop, Lance Bass's show, when they would discuss this stuff, I would just tune just out. tune out. Like you guys can have your discussion. I feel like there's this girl that's on right now, Andy. She brought a vibrator night one. Mm. She brought a vibrator, and she's like kind of like a spunky little girl. Like I've been saying, she's gonna for sure be doing comedy. I was like, I like I can just see 
a year from now where I'm like setting up her merch table of signature vibrators outside like the, you know, Denver improv. And I'm like, God, I'm opening for Katie from the bachelor. But like, I feel like she might be your soulmate. Well, that sounds like a type of girl I'd like. I like to spread a vibrator. She, she, uh, apparently recently lost her dad. Oh, we got that in common. Yeah. Um, because this other girl, and I said this in my recap, this other girl was like, my dad's really sick. And Katie was like, I see your sick dad. I raise you an already dead dad. Ooh, so, it's a power move. Um, but I feel like she brought a vibrator, dead dad, kind of spunky, kind of Ooh. potentially doing stand-up comedy. Short. I feel like she's, I feel like Katie might be your soulmate. That, that, that's, that'd be, that'd find be, her on Instagram and tell her that Andy Ruther is her soulmate. That'd be good sorrow sex. Sorry, right? sex. yeah that's a thing dude but she's got she's got like real like my my girlfriend was i was sitting on the couch and she was like looking at her instagram and she was like calling everybody she knew and asking them if they uh did an enema before anal and like called her mom and called her sister and like recorded her asking her mother if her mother did an enema before she did anal. And I was like, this is Andy Ruther's dream girl. Like somebody who's going to like talk about anal with their mom. I, I don't know. That's bring my a dream vibrator girl, to but the first yeah, night. I, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm all for openness with, with people. So yeah, we'll see Joe. We'll see where I'm at. And and I, I she's got a good personality, but she's but she's not gonna make the final four. Well, those are our calls for the week. We have some more great calls, which we'll get to next week. The hotline is 310-359-8365. Much love for the calls. I packaged, I believe, twelve or thirteen packages of koozies. So if you left an iTunes review within the month of January, those will be coming out in the next week. I'm shipping them today or tomorrow. So just leave an iTunes review. Even if you already left one, drop an iTunes review, a new one, leave your Instagram or Twitter handle, and I will get those dirty sports koozies to you. We have lots of NFL news, Joe, I want to get to. And we'll start with news that broke less than 30 minutes ago. The Eagles have a new coach. Who is it? Eagles, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, are hiring Colts offensive coordinator Nick... Yes, Sirianni. <laughs> Did I pronounce Boom. it correctly? I don't. I don't know. Is that how it's pronounced? Do you know? Uh, I have no idea how it's pronounced, but I fucking love it. So I love it. So, a quick background from the tweet: He spent three seasons as the Chiefs' assistant coach, five seasons with the Chargers, and the past three with the Colts. So he. I love out. it when I love it when a guy is the like, and by I love it, I mean, because he's going to a team I hate, so I kind of hate it. Like an offensive coordinator who's working under an offensive guru and then therefore gets like propped up as the offensive guy. And you're like, okay, like, you know, listen, I think that I know everybody's calling out like the race stuff with B enemy, but like, I think that that's a logical fear that like, how much is Bienemy responsible for their offense as compared to Andy Reid? Well, you know what it is for me now at this point with the Bienemy stuff. It's it's not fair to him. It's not fair. You know what it is? He's still playing. Right. His team. His team. Like Eric Bienemy is hindered. And that's the other thing. 
And that's what's happened with McDaniels so many times, right? So correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the enemy can – is he allowed to interview until the season's over? I think he is allowed to interview. But okay. I think a lot of times when guys are doing it, they're saying, I'm not going to interview. Um, and maybe it's different because of COVID these days, or it would certainly be like, I'm not going to come for an interview. I'm sure nobody's doing in-person you know, or, or rare in-person interviews. But like, I know there were times in the past where it's like, hey, I'm with my team. I'll interview later. Or I'll interview over the phone or I'll whatever. But yeah, I think that's also a factor is that he's not available right now. And also, they have worked like if you become the coach of the Eagles, which is a dumpster on fire inside of another dumpster on fire inside of a dumpster filled with money that has been lit on fire. Um, you have to get to work today. Yeah. Like you need to work now. So I think even more than not being able to interview is they want a guy who can go to work already. Um, my big fear, obviously for, um, the Eagles as a Giants fan was, and I know Todd Bowles, like people are like, Oh, is that a retread? I, th- I didn't think Todd Bowles was a terrible coach in New York. He's obviously done a great job with the Tampa defense. I was afraid of them getting a real defensive whiz in Todd Bowles. I didn't think that that would be scary for me as a Giants fan. And then of course, McDaniels who for a year, like I think at this point, unlike, you know, uh, be enemy under a Andy Reed or a, whoever this guy is under a Frank Reich. Like, I think at this point it's been shown that, you know, they've, that offense is in his hands and I'm sure Belichick has a lot of say, but he seems like a very good offensive coach. And so that, that was my fear. They would get McDaniels or they would get Todd Bowles. So for me, this is a win. Well, look, I think the, the Colts o- have some spectacular offense. The only fair system is to wait for any coaches to be hired when the season ends. I'm serious, though, because it's, it's not helping a guy like Biennemi. It's not helping a Byron Leftwich, who is basically calling all the plays in Tampa because Arians is older and he's just, you know, he's not. So, so the argument would be, hey, these guys are still in the playoffs, so they're penalized. You know, everybody wants to point to the race thing. And I'm not saying that that's not a factor. I don't know. I don't right. know how to speculate. But what I do know is they can't really interview fully when their team's still playing. So right. it's not fair to any of those coaches. Yeah. And um, I got to say, listen, I, I just think like that this is not a hire that scares me as a Giants fan, but I cannot wait for this show to be over so I can get on the internet. Because if there's one thing I love, it's Eagles fan literally justifying anything. Any, they will justify anything. They justified cheering Michael Irvin, having his face mask unscrewed and getting strapped to a stretcher with a potential deadly neck injury. So well, I cannot wait to hear. I cannot wait to get off so I can read rando Eagles fans with a Wawa picture in their, as their header telling me how this guy's the next Vince Lombardi. Let's go over some of the new coaching hirings then. Yeah. We have to start with the guy who's really taken over social media today, the Lions' new head coach, Dave Campbell. Dan who, Campbell. I mean, Joe, I, I'm just I, – I, at this point, I'll play the clip, but at this point, 
the Detroit Lions and Cincinnati Bengals are two peas in a pod. They're the longest droughts without the, the franchise with the longest droughts of not winning a playoff game. They, they, the, the Lions and the Bengals are the epitome of how you should never run a pro sports franchise. It's embarrassing. Where is Dan Campbell coming from directly? Where is he coming from directly? Yeah. Um, because it was a couple of years ago that he was interim head coach for the Dolphins, right? True. He's never been a coordinator. Right. But where, like, what is his last job? I believe he's with the Lions, correct? Let me look this it up. This is a ridiculous hire. It's an awful hire. It's, it's, it's absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming. Oh, no. He was. Uh, no, I am corrected. He was the tight ends head, the tight ends coach the last five years. For who? New Orleans. Before I play the clip, I want to read this. This was in the story on ESPN when he got uh, hired. Ah, yes. The dominating tight end room of the New Orleans Saints. I love this quote from the ESPN article. The 44-year-old Campbell, who has never been a coordinator in the NFL, is viewed as a motivator and someone who can bring a team together instead of an X's and O's guru. That says it all. It says it all. It says it all about Detroit. It says it all about that organization. It is an embarrassment. So you don't want an X's and O's guy, Joe. So I don't know, somebody like a Sean McVay, a Kyle Shanahan, you know, these young guys who bring in X's and O's to make the team. You don't want an X, you want a motivator? This isn't the 1960s. You literally need an X's and O's guy to run your team from schemes and from game planning. You don't want an X's and O's guy. And then, and then this happened today. This was his press conference. Listen to what your head coach is saying. This again, I like Detroit fans. I just at this point, you you need to stop caring. You need to not care. It's the same thing I say to Bengals fans. Stop supporting. I'd rather. Am I going to get canceled for this? I'd rather support the Taliban than some of these hires. Listen to what the coach said today place has been kicked it's been battered it's been bruised and i can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long i can give you uh you know hey we're gonna win this many games i can't that uh, none of that matters and you guys don't want to hear it anyway you've had enough of that shit so excuse my language all right here's what i do know is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city all right and the city's been been down and it found a way to get up all right, it's found a way to uh, overcome no, adversity. No, it didn't. All right, and so this team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right, and, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you, and when you knock us down, we're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right, and we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three this shots like to get us down, and when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before – before long, where they're going to be the last one standing. This is what I tweeted from Dirty Sports. This, that was refrigerator po magnet poetry. I literally tweeted, the Lions' new coach's approach to winning is being a WWE wrestler. Doesn't that sound like something a WWE wrestler would say? 
I, 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 don't, I don't even think it's as scripted enough to be a WWE. At least they have polish. At least they have a, they have a fucking thing that they're going to say. This guy's just shooting from the hip. He's like, and then, and then I'm, gonna, I'm here and I'm shooting from the hip and my, my hip is strong. And, uh, and, 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 you know, there, if our team doctor uh, does anything, there's not going to be any HIPAA violations. Um, and our offensive line is going to play like hippos. And uh, listen, uh, this town's full of hipsters now, and I'm hip to that. Uh, we're hip cats and, uh, you know, uh, hip hop anonymous. Uh, and, hip-hop, uh, hooray! Yeah. Oh. It's like it, it's like he's doing word soup. This is the coach that is supposed to turn around the doormat franchise of the line. Free Matt Stafford, dude. Your owner, if you're a Lions fan, again, and we're gonna go- bite your knee when we're getting up, and if if we lose a tooth in your knee. Like Chrissy Teigen lost one in a fruit roll-up. Well, we're going to roll up on you, um, and we're not going to be fruits about it. And uh, Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, you're like, Jesus. (laughs) Take a deep breath. Seriously, though, Joe, you have to agree with me at this point, right? If you're a Lions fan, your owner, and it's it's still the Ford family, you don't care about winning. You just don't. You don't care about your fans. If this guy is your hire, I think that it's it's sad. Uh, I think you don't I, you don't hire somebody you don't think is going to win, right? I just think that it's bad. Like they just don't know what they're doing. I think it could be that though. I think they don't care, dude. L- look at the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the same thing. You talked about it. They hired. I'm honored to be hired by the Ford family for the Ford family to put this team in my hands. Uh, This, this franchise is Bill Ford tough. And uh, we're going to come out like a Ford F-150 and uh, on offense, uh, it's going to be Ford, Ford flex like, and uh, our quarterback situation is a, a, is a Ford fusion. We'll see how it happens. Um, uh, Mustangs are also for you're like, where are you are down a wormhole? So you're the head coach, right? You're the you're you're Dave Campbell. And you're giving some speech about being tougher and more hard. Dan Campbell? Is it Dave Campbell or Dave Campbell? What is that? Is it Dave Campbell or Dan Campbell? Do I keep calling him Dave Campbell? Yeah. Taking me back to the Dave and Dan uh Olymp- Nike Olympic ads. It's Dan Campbell, sorry. Yeah. Uh Dave Campbell, Dan Campbell, you're not going to be working here anymore in yeah. a couple of years, so it doesn't matter. But no, seriously. And you know what? Uh, I, I, I've been told some guys in the press are calling me Dave, and uh, you know, Dave's also a strong name. And uh, uh, when, uh, when I win here, uh, you're going to say, uh, you're going to know my name, and my name is Dan, and you're going to know that. But also, if you, you call me Dave, you'll be saying, Dave's a great coach. And if you want to call me Kevin, Kevin's a great coach because I'll tell you one thing about the city of Detroit. Um, it's been called Beloit uh, and it's, uh, it's uh, also Deloitte, uh, but it's not about getting the name right. It's about being strong. And this city's come back from uh, a lot of downtimes. Uh, M&M's from here. Uh, uh, there's at least eight miles. I know that. And you're like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? No, but seriously, all jokes aside, 
if you're a player on the Lions and you bring in a motivate, like, dude, this is 2020. This isn't the Newt Rockney days. This isn't the Vince Lombardi days. You don't need a motivator. You need an innovator. There's a reason the San Francisco 49ers were not nothing. They were nobodies until Bill Walsh got there and brought in the offense. It's, it's like this really hasn't changed right over time. That's 40 years ago. It's embarrassing. You're bringing in a, a guy who looks, and I'm sure you, you don't watch South Park, but he looks just like PC Principal because he's ripped just like PC Principal and all the memes. Dude, if you're a Lions fan, stop. Do not support. You cannot support this team. You just can't. They don't care about you. They legitimately do not care about you as a human being, as a fan. Do not support them and free Matt Stafford or they're going to have another one of their all-time players retire in their prime. Unbelievable. It's disgusting. Like, you know why I'm so passionate about this? Because I get it. I get what Lions fans are going through as someone from Cincinnati. I have empathy for them. It's the same thing in Cincinnati. They hired Zach Taylor. You're like, listen, as a Rams, Chargers, Patriots, Seahawks, Bucks, Bengals fans, I feel your pain. You're such a jackass, I swear. <laughs> I get it, man. I'm telling you. It's just, it's, it's disgusting. Now let's go over through a few more of these hires. Uh, what do you think about Robert Sala to the Jets? Saleluja. I, I like it, actually. And, and it seems like the players who have played for him like him. Um, obviously, their defense has been great in San Francisco. Um, obviously, they have Shanahan in a offensive coach, but their defense has been better than their offense. Um, I, I like it. Uh, good for the Jets. Yeah. And, and you know what? The Jets don't get the, the – um, the Jets don't get the number one pick, and so you don't have to. You don't feel this pressure of having to do this offensive guru to go with Trevor Lawrence. I, I like defensive coaches. I like I like the hire for the Jets. Good for the Jets. Well, I, you know, I was gonna like wherever he went because yeah. I, I liked him. I just I, like he's a likable guy. And then in my he's opinion. taking Lafleur's brother to be his offensive coordinator. Yeah, I like it. By the way, I've I've I don't know I've gone I've gone on some deep, deep rabbit holes on these coaches. My brother and I have spent way too much time like texting and like, did you see what? So, you know where a lot of these guys came from? Small no. schools. They, you know what they all are? They're the exact opposite of Dan Campbell. They are X's and O's guys. They didn't play professionally. Like, they went to small schools. They worked their way up. A lot of them didn't even play Division One football. Yeah. And they worked their way up in the system. Robert Saul was a tight end for a max school. Right. He was a defensive coach. Like, my point is, these guys get their jobs because they do know how to scheme. And they do know X's and O's. And Dan Campbell is busy just doing curls. Yeah. I've, ne- I've actually like, never. Robert, Robert Sells was a tight end for a, a Mac school. I have a Mac computer. Uh, I like Mac and Cheese. Mac the Knife. It's a good song. Uh, Mac and Me's a great movie. Mac Lamore, and, one uh, of my favorite artists. Mac Lamore is uh, one of the reasons that we're definitely going to be competitive when we play Seattle. And, um, you know, 
that's 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 what I got to say. So, woo! <laughs> he definitely goes full Ric Flair. Yeah, I mean it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's, dude, do you think there was a reporter real quick who raised their hand and was like, "Wait, wait, wait"? Can you specify how Detroit is back? Like we were down, but we're like, did RoboCop bring us back? What happened here? How was Detroit back? I know a lot of people who are like a pro Detroit, like Detroit is this up and coming town, a lot of, you know, a lot of culture there. And I actually, I've not, I've never spent any significant amount of time at all in Detroit, so I can't speak to it. Yeah. But, uh, but it's not back. Their football team ain't back. That's for sure. No. Well, one place or maybe the best place for Matthew Stafford. The Colts, baby, right? What do you Be think? A nice fit. Be a nice fit. I think Matthew, look, I am a Matthew Stafford fan. I think Matthew Stafford is criminally underrated. And I, I think Matthew Stafford is a fit for anybody that needs a quarterback. So Phil Rivers retires. First ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. First ballot Hall of Famer. I, I, I don't, don't I, I I don't, don't know, know the difference. What is the difference between first ballot and first just ballot? Take, just means like when when you know when you're when your five years is up and you're candidate for the Hall of Fame that you're a sure thing you're a lock. I got to say, in terms of uh, first ballot, um, I don't really know how it. Like I'm I'm much more in tune with the baseball system than I am with football. Uh, but, you know, I guess right now we have a potential, we have a potential like Roethlisberger retiring. We've got a potential, I mean, we have a Rivers retiring. We have a Breeze retiring. So these guys would potentially all be in the same Hall of Fame class as well. I Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the numbers are all there. Yeah, and that's, you know, if you're, if you finish top five in yards, in touchdowns and the second longest consecutive streak for games played. I, I just don't know what else you want from the guy. Sure. He's five and seven in the playoffs. Sure. He never made it to a super bowl. I mean, I guess that's to answer your question. That is what else you want from a guy, but sure. And we've talked about it. We, we, you know, we did the whole, we did the in-depth thing and we went back and forth with Merriman and we did the whole thing on like a him versus Eli situation. But to me, it's like, yes, both of them. You know what by, I mean? By the way, it's, that's someone I would like to see in the booth. Who's that? Philip Rivers. I like his yeah. person. Like, he's so cocky, and the fact that he talks shit and doesn't swear, I think that's funny to me. I want to see that in the booth. If him and his kids can make it work. You know he's a he's high school nice. coach? Yeah. He's got nine kids. You just... And and there's talk. Wait, he is a high school coach already, or he's going to be yeah, a high school coach. He coaches high school football in San Diego. Right. right. I could see him just full going full on coach. Yeah, like I could see him back in the NFL as a coach in a couple of years. Dude, like he's so Catholic. He retired on the day it was some Catholic holiday on January twentieth. It was like some patron saint. No lie, that's why he retired. He's like one of those Catholics. Yeah. I, I think Stafford's a great fit. Obviously, you have St. Fudger's Day. <laughs> Funny, you saying that or whatever I said, 
my possessed TV. It does this throughout the podcast. It's not even turned on. And it just uh, wants to know what I responded. said. <laughs> Bro, it's creepy as hell. But if you could put anybody to fill his role in Indy, is Stafford number one? Um, I mean, <laughs> what, what, Deshaun Watson? Obviously, they're not going AFC South to AFC South. Yeah, but so like, take Deshaun out. So your options would be Wentz. Well, Wentz is... Wentz is staying in Philly. That's like the whole, that's the crux of the whole thing, right? Is that they chose Wentz over everybody. They chose Wentz over Peterson. They chose Wentz over Hertz. They chose, like, that's the whole. Is it? I I didn't know that. Well, basically, it's that, you know, there was a a long article about the, you know, the poisonous relationship that became between Wentz and Peterson and that, Howie Roseman or whatever has like a Wentz fathead on his wall behind his fucking desk and is like the world's biggest Wentz guy and that it's Wentz over everything. So I would be shocked if Wentz isn't the starting quarterback in Philadelphia next year. I'm assuming that this guy has been brought in specifically as a former Frank, as a Frank Reich assistant to coach Wentz. Interesting. Okay. I think that this is, I think this is the nail in the coffin in the Wentz reuniting with uh, Frank Reich thing is out the window. And now it's this guy is, you know, if instead of reuniting Wentz with Reich, we're reuniting Reich's offense with Wentz because it's Wentz over everything in Philly, which is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, that is hilarious. And I love it. Making coaching decisions on guys who could coach up Carson Wentz. Let's go. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know about that. I wouldn't do that decision personally. I wouldn't do a lot of decisions. I wouldn't throw football games. But, yeah. you know, the Philadelphia Eagles are different than us. Well, I hope Stafford goes to Indy because, again, I want to see him in a winning or potential on a team that can win an actual playoff game. Yeah. Not playing for the zero X's and O's guy. A hundred percent agree. All right, Joe championship weekend. It's here. Both spreads are three points right now. I just looked really that's saying. Wow. It went from three and a half on the Packers up to, I love this Packers. So they're both saying, It's even on a neutral field is what that's saying. I'm going to say something about Tom Brady real quick. I'm going to defend Tom Brady again. From who? From, you know, you and some other people. Because, because I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've thought more about it. I've thought more about it. Because I went into the Dirty Sports Reddit and some of these accusations, I just, I just won't, I will just, I can't stand for them. Like, like when people like, Dude, Blake Bortles is a higher quarterback rate. Blake Bortles has played three playoff games. Tom Brady's played 43. So if you're ever going to bring Blake Bortles into a conversation about Tom Brady, then first of all, get that out of there. And that's probably something Barry McCockiner does. Okay, yeah, but that's not me. It's so not you, but hold on. As long as we're not defending him to me that way. I'm hold, not, hold on a second. Hold on. Tom Brady's Mr. one of the Brandon. greatest football players of all time. I know, but this is what I want to say about Brady. I want to make this comparison. And I've gone back and forth on a lot of Brady stuff too, but he's consistently playing at a high level, right? When it's all said and done, 
Tom Brady's going to have the most yards, the most touchdowns. He's going to have the most rings. He's right now a four-time Super Bowl MVP. I see a lot of comparisons between Tom Brady, and he gets people to play for him, and LeBron James. Do I you disagree. not? I disagree fully. Because the difference, it, I, actually, I think it couldn't be, I, I think it's the complete opposite, where in the end, like LeBron James is the most talented basketball player that's ever walked the face of the earth. The end. There is no conversation. It's not an argument. Stop if you're arguing otherwise. Your only argument is Michael Jordan has more rings. Your only argument is Kareem has more rings. That's your only argument. Talent-wise, it's not close. It's LeBron James. And Tom Brady is, I feel like, is the whatever the counter-argument is to LeBron James because it's like he's got the rings. He's got the rings. So you can say everybody agrees. Rogers got is, the stats too. That's my point of bringing in the stats. Okay, LeBron has the stats. Brady has the stats. Like LeBron's going to finish, probably right, Joe, with the most points. He's going to be the only guy to finish top ten in assist, overall number one in points, throwing the rebounds. My point is, he's going to have all those gaudy stats. Brady's going to have those gaudy stats too. That's all I'm trying to say. Is from right. that standpoint. But, you know, I, to, see, to me, the thing is, and, and listen, Tom Brady, like, that's why this game and that's why this season is so important, I think, for Tom Brady's legacy, because it is doing it without Belichick. You know, you look at the LeBron James of basketball. Everybody says LeBron James, half his fucking rings don't count because he left. He ring chased with Miami. He ring chased with the Lakers. He ring chased with this. Okay. And they do the same. Hold on real quick. I don't let you say your point. They do the same thing. The Brady critics about his rings. Oh, but, but, but the thing is, is the, the people who are the stand, like the, the people on that side of the argument, he's, he never left. He stuck her like he, whatever. Well, Aaron Rodgers has one ring. Because he didn't ring chase. Because he didn't uh, Deshaun Watson his way out of Green Bay. Because he didn't force Mike McCarthy to get fired. Mike McCarthy stole Aaron Rodgers' legacy. The second he's gone, they go 13-3, and 13-3. and He's the number one seed. He's the first time he's got a chance to play in an NFC championship game. His prime was stolen, first of all, in letting Brett Favre stick around too long. And second of all, in letting Mike McCarthy stick around too long. But then if you go, but then if he goes, fuck this, I'm out. Send me to the 49ers. I played a Cal. I'll go win five championships right now with fucking Kyle Shanahan. Now he's a ring chaser like LeBron James. He's forced his way into a better situation. So we love to judge people for every fucking which way of it. LeBron's rings don't count because he left to get them. But Rodgers doesn't have rings. Okay, well, which one is it? Is Rodgers some sort of fucking, you know, Rodgers therefore should get more credit for sticking it out in a terrible situation with a coach that's a literal tit? Like, no, look, I, lame. But, but I, I'm agreeing with all the points you're making. All I'm my trying point, to say. My point is when you look at the quarterback play. Okay. Right? To me, in terms of quarterback, like, and listen clutchness and all that it's definitely a factor but i always go back to the thing of 
put Peyton Manning on those Patriots teams. I don't think they lose a game for like a decade. See, I, I think don't, he was like, I don't agree there. But look what he did with shit coaches. Look what he did with. I know we've debated this. I don't. I don't think personally, especially with with Peyton's playoff record. I I don't personally. I don't. The argument, and I know that's your argument, is that Peyton Manning has more rings than Brady has with those Patriots teams. I adamantly disagree with that. And I and I I don't think. I just think. I I think. I think think it's a push. I just think a look at the situation with. The team, like, it's the same thing as LeBron James. LeBron James leaves your franchise, you are a dumpster fire. Peyton Manning goes down, you you get the number one overall pick because you can't win fucking two games. The Patriots are pretty big dumpster fire this year. Right, but the Patriots also went 11-5 and with Matt Castle in the prime of things where they didn't mortgage their salary cap issues to try to win one more championship with a 42-year-old Tom Brady. Like, this well, is a different situation. Yeah, but I also think football, you know, it can be – I'm sure you'd agree on this. It can be apples to oranges, football to basketball. Sure, all, totally. All, all I'm saying, Joe, is, is, is the point you made, that's what I was trying to say, is that the people who try to say, oh, LeBron has this title because of Ray Allen. He's got this title because Draymond Green got suspended. They, they do the same thing for Brady. That's all I'm trying to say. I agree. Brady Here's- has this title because – What's his name from the Chiefs? Jumped off sides. He is this title. And it's like, guys. Here's my thing with the Peyton Manning thing is if you go back in the history of the show, we did Clayton Manning. We did Peyton Kershaw. We criticized Peyton's clutchness. And to me, Peyton did exactly what Tom Brady has an opportunity to do. He switched situations, went to another team that was a middle-of-the-road football team, and delivered him a championship, went to two Super Bowls immediately, broke all kinds of offensive records, post-neck injury, won a Super Bowl, walked away. To me, the Peyton Manning, the, my shift in what Peyton Manning was, all happened because he, he went to Denver, immediately made them contenders, went to two Super Bowls, got beat by an insane defense, then went back, won it, and walked away. Now, the same way as I was once a Clayton Manning guy, I am a Tom Brady is one of the greatest football players ever. His legacy and his resume is unmatched. But I think he's slightly overrated because he was in the best possible situation that you could be in. Now he's in another situation and he's got an opportunity to do it. And he's won two playoff games. So he's on his way. He, he made them a playoff team. He made them 11 and five he's won two playoff games he's in an nfc championship game he's on his way to do it does he win the super bowl does he get to the super bowl like peyton did does he get to a second one and win it like peyton did we'll see and then of course there's the you know when you're talking about talent and legacy and all that i just think patrick mahomes and aaron Rodgers are superior quarterbacks well well, like those are guys those are the three guys i have that are like yeah, that's by the way, that doesn't like I'm not even really debating that. I all I'm trying to say by bringing this whole thing up is I just think the the blasphemy that Brady gets in my opinion from a lot of people is Well, I'm not Barry McCockner. I'm not like, "Oh, Tom Brady just throws dumb passes his whole life." But I'm I think just saying a, I'm just I, saying you put you put other guys in the same situation, I'm not sure that they wouldn't have been even better. 
Okay. And obviously that's up for debate. I, I just, you know, you know, here we are. It's not like, you know, he's got an average defense. They're great. They're number one against the run, but like the bucks are a middle of the pack. Average you know, you, you, you look at like, again, you know, you, 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 you cross sports in the way people judge people just on rings, 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 rings. Michael Jordan won six rings. Great. He had a great team. He had a great coach. He had great teammates. Kobe Bryant's got five. Everybody alive that knows anything about basketball knows LeBron. Like, there is no conversation between LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, correct? Like, we'll entertain Michael LeBron arguments. But the Kobe LeBron argument is ridiculous. If LeBron James has spent his whole career with Greg Popovich in San Antonio, how many rings does he have? I don't know. More than six? I mean, fucking Tim Duncan's got five. Yeah. So it's, you know, I just think it's a combo of things. So look, this is what I want to do. I think the Packers are going to win. Okay. <laughs> but. It's a long way around that. So does Matty Goldberg, by the way. I'm still willing to make a fun little bet. Just, Let's just go. for the show. Cool. You know, I, I don't know what that means. A fun little. A fun well, you, little, want, you want the points? Give me the points if you could, please. Okay, so what do you want? The three? Give me the three, even though I don't think it matters. Because when I say that, I think the Packers are going to win. I think they cover as well. Uh, yeah. And what are we betting? I don't know. Fun little bet. You got any fun ideas? Okay. The loser has to kiss a child on the, on the mouth. <laughs> I'm kidding. The Tom I mean, Brady just, we, we could do it, a mo, you know, monetary wise. Let's just do it that way. Still, we, we get, you, you could also go double or nothing on your L chain for two weeks. Make it a month. No, forget that. Just, just L chain February. What do you think? I don't know. I I think monetary is silly because you're now you're talking a little fun little bet. Let's go. Should we? Should we? Uh, I don't know. It's a little different because we're not in the same city right now. So yeah. I think it changes things. Because if not, I'd be like, oh, you know, this and this restaurant, I'll pick up some food on me. Or I could do that. How about that? We could do, we could do, uh, yeah. Why, why we, don't have, I do? we, have, we have Uber Eats. Yeah. What am I talking about? We can I, do Uber I, Eats. Um, what spot sure. you really like? Uh, that's a good question. There's a barbecue spot right here. I haven't tried it yet, but like, you know, when you go, when you want to try barbecue, you want to go big. Okay. And if I win, I'll do a Cincinnati spot. Okay. Right. Like a, like a chili place or something. Okay. Like something basic. I like it. I'm in. Okay. So we'll just do, we'll just do, we'll just do uh, food. I like that bet. Cause it makes it, it'll make it uh, local to where we're at. Again, I, I don't trust I'm just, this is for the show. I think it's fun. Yeah. And I'll be rooting for TV 12. You know it. Now, did you go 4-0 and on your picks last week? I did. Nice. Yeah, because I thought about it and I was like, well, we both got the first game. The, the, uh, the Bills game was my big L. Then Mahomes going down gives you that cover. That was, that was, your, that was your lucky cover. Yeah, it was. And then, and then, and then we both got the last game. Yeah. Because we both picked Tom Brady and the Bucks. Now, if people listen to me, they also got the Tom Brady Bucks money line on that one. So, little bonus kicker. You're welcome, guys. Um, 
So we've got two games this week, Andy. So you're pick are you picking the Packers, but you're betting on the Bucks? Correct. Okay. And you think the Packers cover the three? You think the I Packers do. cover the three and a half? I do. I, I think the Packers are just that much better. Yeah. As a team. Because obviously it's not quarterback versus quarterback. I just think and you don't, and the, the, the curse really hasn't been in effect this playoff so far. So that's nice. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. The curse has actually, hasn't been too bad lately. I say that now. Yeah. Tom Brady goes down with an ACL. <laughs> <laughs> Never plays again. Maddie Goldberg's like, fuck you. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I already bet the Packers. I may bet the Packers more. I I, th- I thought it had gone up, but I could I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, the public then took it back down. By the way, I was thinking about this the other day because um, the spread opened at three and a half, and immediately went up to four, probably because of the big Vegas, you know, sharp betting out of the gate, and then the public sounds like brought it back down. But there's a great book called the odds that i read years ago that talks about the the way big sports gamblers move that early line yeah um, and if you're if you're into sports gambling and you're just into like vegas gambling in general look up the book called the odds it's great well we both agree then we think the packers are just too good and they're rolling too well by the way can i ask something about bruce arians what is he what's going on with that it looks like he's wearing like a Darth Vader thing every week on his chest. I have no idea what's ever what's what's ever going on with Bruce Arians. Because he's not calling the plays. Right. Does he even have a headset on? I don't know. Is it just the Kangle hat? Uh, yeah. It's like as long as it's a Kangle, that's all that matters. I feel like since he came back out of retirement, it's kind of like, hey, these guys are gonna, you know, everybody else is gonna call the offensive defensive plays, and I'm just gonna be the old man on the sideline with a Kangle. I'm just gonna be. <laughs> I'm just going to be Bruce L. Jackson. <laughs> There's got to be a little part of you, though, even if Brady does win, that likes how far they can go with Jameis versus no Jameis. But it, so far, this is – I mean, I hate to say it, and I flipped because of, because of the draw he got in the playoffs. But so far, if you go back to the beginning of this year, everybody was on the 13-3 and three, uh, NFC South champion Tampa Bay Bucks. I said they don't win the division. They're two or three games better than they were under Jameis. And Ten and six, eleven and five. I didn't like them in a playoff game against anybody that they drew, except then they drew the Redskins. And then I hated, you know, a ten broken ribs Drew Brees and the way the Saints were playing. So, and by the way, like I told Matty Goldberg, if I had believed in myself. I would have won money betting against them against Washington because they didn't cover, but I like them to win the two games they've won so far. And this is where it runs out. So I don't like NFC champion bucks. I don't like NFC South bucks. I don't like 13 win bucks so far. So good for Joe Prano and the post Pats Brady career. Well, it'll be interesting. Now, the other game I'm looking up right now as we're talking, Mahomes practiced today. 
Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to play, right? I assume he's definitely going to play. Have they given updates in terms of like his status? I don't see anything. I definitely like the Bills if he's not playing, and I definitely like the Chiefs if he is. Yeah. So keep that in mind Sunday morning when you're making your wagers. I think this game is going to be – I think this is going to be the better of the two games. I like the Bills' chances, um, but I think that the – I think the Chiefs win and cover with even with a banged-up Mahomes provided he plays. Yeah. I'm going for Bills, baby. You like them? I like them. I like the Bills. I think they step it up. I like their defensive uh, scheming last week. Well, it was certainly – that was what, you know, that was ended up being the thing. Like, I just thought they weren't there defensively because they let Phillip Rivers drop 30 on them and – or 27 or whatever it was. And they absolutely came prepared – for what Lamar Jackson was going to try to do, but it's a whole different offense. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens run and shoot or whatever they're like, you know, RPO and shoot is a whole lot different than Patrick Mahomes and all the weapons he has. I agree. I agree. And if, and if Phillip Rivers is putting 27 on you. See, that would be the logical thinking. I'm going to throw that out the window. I love it. What if let's let's crazy scenario? What if Patrick Mahomes comes back too early and gets a serious injury? Well, I mean that, that would be horrible. I'm just saying, like, I, I think you have to tread lightly. You I, I know it's not easy. You have to think long term. That's my point. If you're Chiefs. Well, here would be my first step in a thinking long term thought process. And I said this last episode and I will say it again. And I'm gonna go full Dirk with the mic. Stop running the option with Patrick Mahomes. Stop fucking running the option. Yeah. I agree. What the fuck are you doing? You didn't need any of them. You didn't need any of them. And that's how he got hurt last year. Remember? You don't need any of them. And and justifying them by saying they worked is dumber than calling them in the first place. And I don't think that was a dirty hit for the record. I don't know why people were saying that. It's not a dirty hit. Quarterbacks are going to get hit. and, And guess what the other thing is? If it was a fucking dirty hit, you gave them the opportunity to hit him dirty because you're running the fucking option with a guy you paid half a billion dollars. Don't pay people a half a billion dollars and then run the offense that the fucking Navy runs. Yeah. Stop running the option. You know what the you know what your Patrick Mahomes options should be? Throwing it to a receiver or throwing it out of bounds. That should be his options. Why would you ever want to get your quarterback hit when he doesn't need to get hit? I just think he's seen too many State Farm commercials and he knows Patrick Mahomes is covered. Yeah. Get the Patrick price. To really put ketchup on his uh, steak? Does he really do that? I think he does. Probably. I'm serious. I think I read somewhere he does. By the way, that is a blasphemous act in my opinion totally steak with ketchup talk about getting you know talk about reckless decisions number one on the reckless decision list not telling 
Andy Reid, you refuse to run the option, but a close second. And that's, it's hard to even be close to second is putting ketchup on your steak. Yeah, it really is. It's a fucking reckless decision. All right. So I'm going to go bills, baby. I'm going to go the two favorites. I'm going to go the you two want, one seeds. I'm going to go the want, two teams of the bye. I'm going to go the two best quarterbacks still playing. You want that Super Bowl one rematch. Was it Super Bowl one? Super Bowl two. two. But I could be wrong. I always forget. Who did the Packers play in one? I think that was the Colts. I'm pretty sure it was at the LA Coliseum. I'm going to look it up. I thought, I thought Super Bowl two was... Chiefs Packers. It was at the LA Coliseum and it was uh Super Bowl one. Was Packers Chiefs? It was Packers Chiefs. Wow. And then what was Super Bowl two? By the way, that was the AFL versus the NFL. Right. Super Bowl two. Super Bowl three was the Jets Super Bowl. Maddie's somewhere freaking out because he can do it. He can do everyone ever. Hey, you guys don't know this. Super Bowl two was Packers. I remember watching it in my dad's lap. Because Maddie's <laughs> 61. Packers Raiders. That was in Miami. Packers Raiders. Raiders came in undefeated from the AFL. Wow. And they got smoked. Packers smoked both teams the first two years. Yeah. MVP Bart Starr. I will say four Super Bowl ratings. Packers Chiefs will be very, very good. Do you think Packers Chiefs gets higher ratings than Chiefs Bucks? People love them some Tom Brady. Love them or hate them, people are going to watch. True. But Aaron Rodgers, come on, man. Just a State Farm Bowl? A chance to win his second? Just just uh here we are, fourth quarter, two minutes left. 31-28. Chiefs over the Packers. Who's gonna win this game? The Rogers rate, the Patrick Price, the State Farm. Jake from State Farm doing the coin toss. Yeah. I don't know. I think the old, I mean, the old white Jake from State Farm sitting in his home cursing the TV because he got <laughs> He got canceled for diversity. Bro, just, just straight up got... Just straight up, like, <laughs> we're not even going to change his fucking name. Oh, man, he got the raw end of that deal, huh? It would be like if they brought back Jameis Winston for the Bucks next year and just called him Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's like, no, it's Tom Brady. What are you talking about? It's just a black Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. Man, poor guy. Pandemic. Work is tough. Every week, he's got to watch the new Jake from State Farm. They didn't even give him a new name. Yeah. Just like, no, he's also Jake. <sighs> Spell it the exact same way, too. Could have added an extra A or an extra K, maybe mix it up a little. Yeah, like, like Kayla. Like Kayla on the bachelor. Throw two H's in there. <laughs> J-H-A-K-E-H. Is that the one that you, you want to set up with me? No, that's Katie. 
Kayla's the whitest black girl of all time. She's like Southern. She, she drove a truck there and she's like, yeah, we're both from North Carolina. And then she has two H's in her name that don't belong. Well, that's the show, guys. It's been fun. It'll be a good weekend of football, hopefully. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Again, you can leave an iTunes review and you get two free koozies. Just drop that Twitter handle or Instagram handle and I will reach out. At Joe, Joe, I know t- yeah, I know you're on TikTok. Blown. At Joe Print on TikTok, at Joe Print on Instagram, at Joe Print on Venmo, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Drink Miller Lights and let me know about it on social media. Yeah, looking forward to this year. Dan Campbell speeches. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Biting. Did he say bite kneecaps off? Yeah. The, the, and then, yeah. <laughs> rip Detroit. Yeah. And by rip, I mean stay dead. <laughs> I've actually never been to Detroit either. Yeah. So let's go. Let's make a pilgrimage to Detroit for a Dan Campbell game. Dave? Dan. Dave or Dan? Do you remember the Dan versus Dave thing? Reebok, yeah, of course. Yeah. And neither of them made the Olympic team. I think they made. I think one of them made the Olympic team, right? But neither of them like did well. No, nobody medaled. What a marketing bust that was. Yeah. yeah. All right, Dirtballs, have a great weekend. Enjoy, and as always, stay dirty. <laughs>